Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at TeachHoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, This week is going to be uh, kind of unique in the sense that it's going to be um, uh, on transition offense. And it's going to be kind of a webinar that I did about six months ago. So it's going to be a replay in the sense that if you watch the webinar, you've, you've kind of heard this. Um, but it is what I refer to as my spring break podcast. I want to keep putting stuff up. And this is, the, this is kind of the week I have to take off uh, to stay married. So uh, this is just going to be an hour talking about transition offense. Um, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a great time to do that. Um, please like, like, and subscribe. We really do appreciate that a lot. Um, it really helps us in iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you watch us. And uh, 14 day free trial. So go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Do an introduction. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. Um, we'll talk about some of the whys and whens for transition offense, things that I've kind of thought about, things I think you should think about. And then we're going to get into stuff that I think is really good, drill wise how you teach it, kind of what you go about. Um, and then at the end, we'll come back and we'll have a Q&A. And uh, I can, uh, we can, you can ask questions um, on the side here, and then I can just shoot it up. I got my my smart little board here that I can draw on. And, and, and you'll notice in the, in, the, um, in the slides that I'm going to show you that, um, well, geez. Now, there's a flash from the past. You mu- Jeff, you have nothing better to do. Is it sunny there? Okay, former player. Um, but anyway, uh, so what I was saying, I'll go back. So at the end, we'll do Q&A, um, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that uh, that you might have questions on. Um, we'll just do it all at the end. So if you have a piece of paper, you have something down, when I tell people, it's just normally just shoot that down, put it on your, um, put it on your list, and then at the end, we'll do it. Utah, beautiful state. Love the West. 
some of the some of the most beautiful places in the world. All right, here we go. We're gonna start. All right. So this is this is one of the places where the technology is getting better of me, and it's a weekend, and I can't ask the people that own this thing how to do this. So I'm gonna share my screen, and then it's gonna look like we're going into the twilight zone. I think it will readjust. We should be okay. All right. So I'm gonna share the screen. And I'm gonna do it like this. So see how it's like the twilight zone. So now when I pull up mine, that's way too that's one, two, three, that's too many of me's, to be honest with you. Um, but anyway, so what I'm gonna do is um Austria. I know that name. Um so uh, anyway, so what I was saying it's the technology part. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up my presentation. We'll go through it. Um, I might pause about halfway through, take some Q&A then, and then come back. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, I'm, a, I'm a crazy – hey, Bruce from Chicago. I'm, a, I'm one of those crazy people that um, it's 75 degrees outside, and I'm in here talking hoops. But nowhere I'd rather be more than super excited about this. Okay, so – I am going to, oops, I'm going to pull up my thing here. Now, hold on one second. All right, so you can see it on the half of the screen there. Uh, like I said, just be bear, bear with me here. If it was on a whiteboard, I'd be really good. All right, so transition offense. So um, I'm going to go through the history of kind of why I did this, where I came about. Um, I'm going to put it out. I'm going to pull a full disclaimer on this that um, that uh, my team um, didn't didn't do transition basketball this year because we couldn't do it. We just weren't effective enough to do it. But going back, all right. So this is going to be take 12 seconds. So just some history behind me. I grew up playing this game. I loved playing transition offense. I thought it was the best way to play basketball. I taught in Wausau, which Jeff can attest to, wasn't the fastest pace ever. Um, I left, came to Madison, um, became a head coach. I've been a head coach for 19 years. Um, had a team where we couldn't do transition initially until I taught through my program how to do it appropriately. Um, and then after that, we were able to attack and, and do some things. And I just wanted to get around and win. So so the journey. So I love these two pictures. Um, I'm sure I'm not yelling at the official on the left side. But, you know, why, why, why did I look at – why did I look at a transition offense as an effective way to score? Um, I did it for a couple reasons. But one of them, and both of those feelings were things I've had at some point, is I needed to find a way to get – easy baskets um and again we had a really good team this year and we ended up losing the state semifinals game but and we averaged in the 40s or 50s and it come it came back to bite us that we were not able to get easy baskets we got very few transition buckets um i think the game has really changed and has really morphed in the sense that it's a lot of threes it's a lot of attacking the rim getting layups um and transition buckets is another part of that equation that can allow you to get um, some easy buckets. Uh, it, it's become it's become harder and harder to get those. Now that's nice. Um, so, 
I've had different teams, like I said. We were talking. I was talking about somebody from from there. You know, I, obviously, I, I had good players. I was able to win state championships. I had people like Wesley on my team. Um, they make you look like a really good coach. Uh, but I think that first team that we had that really kind of bought into it was Wesley's junior year where we had guys that wanted to push and it's hard. It's hard to push the basketball. It's hard to get things out in transition. Um, so the why's, why do we do this? Um, there's a couple reasons we want easy baskets. Like I was saying, number one, I kind of talked about, I want higher percentage shots. Um, you know, there's a reason people take threes because they're worth three points. The, the efficiency there is better. Um, I want it. I want more possession. So it's I'm a I'm a stats teacher and a math teacher by profession. Um, the law of large numbers says it's basically what Las Vegas was built on. The casinos have an advantage in every game in 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 the casino. The 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 house has an advantage in every game. Some of them are smaller, like blackjack and craps, but they have an advantage. The only way a casino loses money is people don't play the games. Okay, so. The law of large numbers applied to basketball basically says that if you think you're the better team, and you can usually tell that you want more possessions because you're going to win more often if you have more possessions, which is transition, which is transition buckets. I can't talk today, which is getting it out and getting it easy. Um, so society says we want things quickly. We live in a Snapchat world. Um, it's the world that we live in with the kids now. Um, so I think if I think that's why transition offense is a great way to be able to attack. Um, you can't be lazy if you don't push the ball. Um, if you don't do the things, you, you can't score. It neutralizes zones. You know, when we were pushing the ball effectively, no one zoned us. You can't zone it. You can't zone a team because we're going to get the ball up before you can do it. Um, and I'm not talking necessarily Grinnell, Iowa type, but we're going to push the ball up quickly. It's easy, easy to get them to work hard, easy to sell. It's not like, you know, this year where we were taking 45 seconds to a minute off each possession, which is the first time I've probably done that in my entire career. Uh, it's easy to sell. They want to push the ball. They want to get things in transition. They want to get quick shots. Um, and, and deeper than your opponent kind of goes to the law of large numbers. If you think you're better, you want more possessions, you want to play more kids, um, you're dictating. Um, so they're having to get back and it really, the last one is a big one that I don't think people emphasize enough. It slows the offensive rebounding. It really does. It, it, Cause everyone's worried about getting back and not giving up the easy buckets. I can think about a couple of opponents that we played this year that, man, if you didn't get back, you, you had some issues. Um, so the, the keys to the good transition offense. And then, like I said, I'm going to talk about some drills and things that we do. Um, you must score on the move. Okay. You must, everything you do has to be moving. Um, takes care of offensive rebounds, which I just talked about. Short passes are the death of transition. Um, you can score within 10 seconds. You can score before they can set up. That is why transition offense is such an effective tool. If you have the players and the wherewithal to kind of teach it to them, um, you can't be selfish. You know, if someone's open up the court, you have to throw it to them. Um, you have to be in shape. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a, at the end here. I'll give you a great. Um, I'll give you a great conditioning drill that we do with our guys. And you have to talk. The bottom one is the biggest one that just still boggles my mind. Um, hold on one second. I dropped my pen. Um, that 
that we live in this world where there all these kids are communicating, but they're not talking to each other. It's crazy. You know, I thought I was talking about that on my podcast the other night that they're communicating, they're talking, they're doing all these things, but they're really not talking that, you know, they're Snapchatting or they're tweeting or doing whatever they want. Um, so I'm going to give you some, so, you know, I'm super excited about this. You can see that it, it, it really all came out of this frustration, this, this, this angst that I have that we could not score easy buckets. Um, and I tried out of, I tried quick hitters. I tried off out of bounds plays. I tried all these things to be able to do it. Couldn't do it. Um, so then I had to go about a different route. All right. So some math behind it. Um, the left side, I'm not going to bore you with a correlation coefficient. Basically it says two variables. If they're correlated, it's close to one. Um, if it's directly on a line, it's one. If it's not, yeah. Anyway, so these are those are the big five things that they've proven that have something to do with um, winning field goal percentage, which is basically field goal percentage, defense, turnovers, fouls. All those things correlate to transition offense. Um, you know, transition offenses tend to score more. Um, you know, over the last thirty years, if you look at the right, transition offenses average about a point a game. If you from Bo Ryan's era, if a a point a game you're going to win most of the time you have set offenses you have transition set so um and then i love the bottom one the bottom one i talk about all the time you know if you have zero men on the ball and the person just shoots they're going to shoot 70 percent of the time if they have one look at the drop from one man on the ball or, or, or a closeout and then two men on the ball um great book if you haven't read dean oliver again you got to be a little bit of a math geek like i am to be able to tr truly understand it um, so understand all the math behind it. The big, the big four are field goal percentage, do not commit turnovers, offensive rebounds, and free throw. We already talked about number three, how transition offense gets rid of offensive rebounding. Um, and then obviously number one is going to be a strong correlation, 40%. If you get transition buckets and you're shooting twos or you're popping threes and then getting an offensive rebound, you don't have as many turnovers when you're pushing the ball up the court. Free throw percentage is a little different than the transition offense. Um, so uh, underdogs obviously should try and press and do some other things. But um, it's a great, it's a great, great, great um, book if you haven't read it. Um, there's basically three types of transition opportunities. The first and the most common comes when a team rebounds and on an opponent's miss. Grab it, throw it out. Okay, we've all seen that. The second one comes when a team inbounds after a make. That one is harder to teach. That one, if you want to do that, you are going to have to drill that. You're going to have to drill make, get the ball in, go. So one's easy. Every kid can make a right-hand layup that's right-handed. Not that hard. Number two is a difficult thing to do. The third one's off a steal. Again, similar to the first one. Um, so you should use it. In every one of the drills that you're doing, you should use these three different types. You should do it off a steal. You should do it off uh, a make, and you should do it off a miss. So if your transition drills do not have these three different components in it, then you need to go back and tweak them. So let me say that again. On a make, on a miss, and on a steal. That's when you want to basically, um, that's it. That's when you want to work on your transition offense and get the ball up the court. Um so some things you got to ask yourself, how effective are you are in your drills? Do they work the type of things? Do they have those three things on a make, a miss, a transition? Are you making your kids communicate? 
Um, I stop practice more for communication than anything else. Why are you not talking to each other? Why are you not communicating? Um, you know, four man, you know, I, I, I'm not a big numbered break guy. We'll talk about that in a second. Most people have their four man take the ball out. Um, you should be able to get the ball in two seconds or on two passes past half court. Boom, 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 boom. boom. And if they're not doing that, you're going to have to drill it. Um, all right. So I'm going to stop here. I'm going to come back. Um, so I see we have some people from Texas. We have somebody from Michigan. We have somebody from North Carolina. Are there any questions before I go back? Um, any concerns? Anything you have on that beginning part about us talking about the math behind transition, about the why, about the when? And then I'm guessing, yeah, if you do, shoot them over. In the, I'm going to take 30 seconds here. I'm going to take a drink of water. And then if not, we'll get into the drill stuff. And we'll talk about some of the stuff that I do to teach this. Um, it, it goes back to the premise that I said: if you want, if you want your boys or girls to do something in a game every day, then you need to, to you need to somehow direct it um, in every one of the drills that you do. Um, this cannot be a part-time thing. Um, you know, you can be a part-time transition team. Uh, the third point from Oliver, I got the other three points. Okay, so let's let's go back. Uh, oh, so uh, four keys to team success. So they're they're ranked. Um, field goal percentage is forty percent. So that that correlation and winning and losing. These are the the big four. He calls them the big four factors. So if you get the book, if you type in Dean Oliver and the big four. You'll see it. Um, any of you that are listening that have crossover, there that's huge on crossover. It's a it's a um, program that basically breaks down your games. But field goal percentage is the highest, and free throw frequency is the, is the lowest. My team this year, um, we were really good at at three of the four offensive rebounding. We weren't quite as good at. We were really we shot really well from the floor. We went to the free throw line every game, but the state semifinal game, we went four times. Every other game, we went like 20. Um, we didn't commit many turnovers, and we did, we lost. So when we didn't do number two, we lost, and then offensive rebounds. So high field goal percentage, you do not commit turnovers, offensive rebounds, and free throw um, frequency. Oops, that's not what I want. It's from the current slide. All right, so I am going to... Escape, and I'm going to pull that down, and I'm going to come back here. Ooh, I like so. So Jeff put down um, Andy Glockner. Chasing Perfection is another good book on, on analytics. I have not heard of that book. How have I not heard of a math analytics book? All right, I'm going to write that down. Good assist. Um, so what may what were the what were the um, what were the skills? That, so Mark asked what the skills that my team this year was missing that did not allow us to run. That's a great question. If you asked all the players and the parents, they would say we should have. Um, I would say I had really good bigs. I probably had the three. I bet at best front line in the state. I oh, my star players going to to Dartmouth. Um, another one's going to lacrosse. Another one's going to the UW. Was Madison to play football. All about six. But then I'd say Jake's probably six five and Chris is probably six seven. So six five, six six, six seven front line. So we were a really good rebounding inside presence team. 
we had good guards, but not great guards. And if you don't have good guards, you it's harder to do this. It definitely is. Um, but it, it, an interesting story about why Mark asked why we didn't do it this year. We, had, we were doing it early. The best team in our sectional, or one of the better teams in our sectional, wanted to push the ball on average 90. So we didn't do it because I don't like doing what everyone else is doing, first of all. Second of all, um, I uh, I had big, so we could get to the free throw line lot. We could get inside. We could get offensive rebounds. And then we went to Florida and played in the um, Kingdom of the Suns tournament. Again, I think it's like the 10th best high school tournament in the country. Something that's crazy good. And we went down there. And we grind. We we had to grind to beat those teams because you know there's McDonald's All Americans playing in the thing, so um, we had to grind a little bit to be able to win. And then something just clicked. It just clicked. You know, we spent a week in in uh, Ocala, Florida, together, and boom, something happened. I don't know. It was in the water or something. But it's like this is what we're gonna be now. And I didn't really have to sell them on it. So that's a great question. All right, any other ones before I go and. Uh, and get some drills, drills a rock in here. All right, so let's do that. So I think we're gonna get the funky little screen here again. Yep, all right. So here we go, all right, so. Now, drills and skill development. You have to drill for skill. You've all heard that eight billion times. It's true, if you want to push the ball, Everything you need to do has to be pushing the ball in transition all the time. You can't do it part of the time. You can't do it first 30 minutes. You have to do it all the time um, to be effective at it. All right. So full court drills. First drill is called my 30-second drill. And this is a good one. Um, Basically, I put five guys out on the court, and I don't know. I'm, again, each after each one of these slides, I'm going to have, um, and there'll be a replay for this. So you guys that don't, that you don't get your notes, I'll I'll email you a replay so you can watch this. That will not be an issue. So don't feel like you have to get everything down. Um, I'll send it to you again so you can watch it, so you can come back to it. Some of these I'm gonna, every one of these I put a little bat. So I'm gonna show you every one of these I put a cord in here, and then um, if I need to, I can go in. I can go down here and I can use my pen and we can diagram stuff up. Okay. I don't think that's going to be necessarily the case with this drill, but when I need, when I feel like I need to do that, I can. And I, that's why there's a bat <laughs> blank basketball court after each slide that I think is important anyway. Um, so it's a basic drill. It's five shots in 30 seconds. The goal is to make four or five of them. So you put your starting five up or your next five or whoever you want. Everybody must take a shot. And um, on the, so there's five guys, five gals playing. Everyone must must make a shot. I don't care how they do it. I don't care how they gotta get the ball in. If they make it, they gotta take it out of bounds. If they miss it, they get the rebound and go. Um, so you do this in two or three groups. It it forces them to get the ball to court. Five is tough. Four is gonna take a while. They should be able to make two or three shots. Um, it, they are going to have to move to get five shots up in 30 seconds. Um, so early in the season, you're going to have to fudge or cheat a little bit on that. Um, but you know, so I, I usually line them up. I usually, I usually put them, I usually, oops, sorry about that. I usually put them right at the free throw line. 
Um, so I was going to show you real quick. So I usually put um. So if I come over here, I usually will put. You know, sometimes it depends on what kind of group I have. Sometimes I'll just put them in a semicircle and throw it off the glass and let them go, and then I'll start the clock. Sometimes I'll just have them start running their offense, and I'll say, you know, maybe we'll be in our five spots. We'll put a person here, person here, person here, person here. Maybe you have, maybe you're playing four out, one in, and then they'll just run the offense until I say go, and then whoever has it at that point will take the shot, and then we got to get four more possessions. It again depends. Early on, you probably want to give them a little bit more time. This takes. This means they only really got to get four shots off because that, that first shot, the clock starts. Again, it matters if you put them in a long line, like if you come down here. And, and a great way of starting drills has nothing to do with this, just a side note, um, is have them tip it off the board and go to the end. So this first guy, this first person here will just throw it off the glass and then the next and then he'll run to the or she'll run to the end of the line and the next person will tip it off and they'll keep doing that until you say go. And then whoever gets it is the outlet man and then you go. That's a great way of running. Um, running the drill. So that is my 30 second drill. It's pretty basic, but you will be, you will be blown away by how, um, how good that is as far as getting the ball up the court and, and, and attacking in transition. All right. Um, next one. This is the five minute drill. This is hard for all of us coaches. This is a nonstop full court action. Run your offense, run your quick hitters. Um, they must run all three types of transition offense. So they'll, 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 they don't have to, but they will. There'll be turnovers. So there'll be steals. There'll be makes. There'll be misses. And they have to sub on their own. And we just let them go. We, we break them up into do groups for five minutes. Now, the hard part about this drill is you can't say anything. So what I do is I have my little notebook and I'm writing stuff down. So when the five minutes is over, we can have a discussion. But the only time you're yelling, and usually I usually have my assistant coaches do this, is if they're not pushing the ball up the court. If they're not pushing the ball up the court, then, then we're going to say something. Other than that, we're just letting them go. Um, so why do we do this? Well, first of all, it works on all three types of transition. So we can quickly go back, and, and a lot of times I'll tape this. Um, but we'll do all three types of transition offenses um, because that they'll happen, and then I can see how they're going to react to it. We can work on different offenses. We can work on different defenses. And the fourth one is what I love. I make them sub on their own. You find out who wants to play and who doesn't. Like, you know, these guys aren't going to come off the court, and the guys are going to stand up and say, hey, I want. Um, so you can add coach yell switch. If you feel like it's getting, you know, if I yell switch, they put the ball down, they go the other direction, I throw them another ball. Um, we do this drill often early in the season and late in the season. Early in the season to see what part of transition offense we need to work on. Late in the season, just because it, they like it. I mean, it's fun. Um, it's getting them up and down the court. Um, so there's really not a lot for me to draw on this. You can probably improvise as much as I can in this drill. Great drill. You can call it the three-minute drill. You can call it the 12-minute drill. I don't, you know, that, that doesn't really matter. Um, but it's in a full court. All right. Progression drills are the next one. So I wrote just progression drills. This is important as far as building continuity, building what it's like to play one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four. Again, it goes back to my teaching days. Um, you know, you, you, you can't throw them in the deep end before they can do the doggy paddle. You know, they got to be able to swim before they can, they can do the difficult things. So we'll play one-on-one half court. 
we'll play two on one. We'll play two on one full court. We'll play three on two. We will do all these things where we have defenders. We don't have defenders. Um, so, you know, you go two on one, two lines at half court, right man is the defender, outlet after one shot. I mean, there's a crazy number. I mean, I can't even list all the different possibilities. You can do four on four, you can do three on three, you can do three on three continuous, where, you know, red, that this is a good one where, um, where you'll have, you know, oops, oops, I'm in the wrong button. Sorry about that. Um, again, like I said, technology is not my game. Um, all right, so we'll go back over here. And so what we'll do is we'll have three on three. You score, you stay. So we'll have three here, three offensive players. It's hard to make circles with this thing. Um, and then we'll have the next team, which is in skins or have pinnings out over here at half court. You make it, you stay, and you go full court. I can't I can't emphasize enough the, the, how important the progressions are. Um, you score, you stay, you get the ball, you stay on the drill, you take one shot. It's a continuous thing. But going back to these, all these drills are great. We play a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. We play a lot of two-on-one. -on -one. We play a lot of three-on-two. Um, they're just really important, I think, as far as development goes. It doesn't matter what what um, what age level. All right. Um, so we can come back to that if you have specific questions. But most of you can probably come up with as many good drills as I can with those number things. Um, so the Indiana drill, this is, a, this is a great drill for making them attack. Um, once you're in the drill, you stay in the drill. Okay? You keep it. You score. Um, and you only get to take one shot. All right. So you go two on one, then you go three on two, then you go four on three, then you go five on four, then you go five on five, then you go five on five. Um, so there's six possessions. So um, if you think about it, you, you, you don't keep the ball if you score, you keep score. So there's six possibilities, but you only get one shot. So for example, um, oops, maybe I didn't put a thing in, I didn't. All right, so we'll go. We'll we'll start with the two on one here. Uh, like I said, told you. Um, so I gotta get the. I gotta get this going here. I'm not sure I like the red, but we'll keep it because I don't want to worry about it. So we're here. We go two on one. Okay. So oops, we'll make that a just a dot. So these guys are going two on one. That's one possession. They get one shot. Okay. Then there's two guys. There's the let's do the solid circles over here lining up and then there's the x's over here so it's going to be two on one then there's going to be two of these guys then it's going to be three on two then it's going to be four i mean then that's when you go back to the next possession i skipped i didn't want the trailer yet. so then you go four on three then you go five on four so everybody gets three possessions the two on ones the four on threes and the five on fives the three on two the five on four so each of them has one Two times where they have a one player advantage and one time when it's five on five. You play the, you, and we're not soccer coaches, so ties are losses. So if it's three three, you lose, and they both run. Um, but I keep score. It's a great way to kind of keep them attacking, keep them going at the basket. Um, I call it the Indiana drill. I think I, I don't, I don't think I, to, I don't think I took it from Cream, but I took it from somebody. Um, all right, so. Um, so then we play one on two and then two on one. It works on taking the charge and tipping the ball away, both sides of the court. So 
Like I'll have player one have the ball, he'll go one on two, and then they go two on one. So why do I do that drill? You're going, why do you, why do you do? So let me go back over here again and I'm going to change the paint. I'm going to change the pen color. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, I'm two on one. I do this full court and I, you know, I might do it the sideways. So oops, here's my dot again. So I go two on one and then, so what, when you're going two on one, you better score. What's, what's the solid circle trying to do? Trying to take a charge, right? Then you go one on two. What are you going to do? Well, they're going to try to double. They're going to try and not let you get a shot. You got to try to attack the rim. So you got to look at the advantages that you have two on one and the advantages you have one on two. I think that's the key that you're trying to teach them um, as far as, you know, what's open and what's not open. All right. So let me come back. Are there, um, are there other questions before we move on anymore on any of that stuff? This is like my this is like my quarter break, so I take my water break. I like Disney World too. Where's Disney? I like Disney World too. The two on one, one on two, would that be no the so Phil, that's a great question. So the two I do the two on one, one on two. I do very few drills when I'm working on transition that aren't in the full court. I do that full court. I do a full court because um, and usually I'll have the one I'll, I'll have the two on one start at half court. So they'll both start at, at either side of the semicircle or something and they'll go back. Um, if you're the lone defender, your goal is to try to take the charge or make them shoot a jump shot. Right. You just don't want to give up a layup at that point. And then the one on two, again, you're trying to teach them to read. Are you going to take a lot of one on two shots in a game? I hope not, <laughs> but, um, it will happen. So, you know, it's like it's it's like the whole mission of when I was growing up, right hand layup, right hand. Yeah, I, I agree. Most of the time that probably should be the case. It's not always the case. You know, you go on the right side, maybe you're gonna go back and shoot left. Maybe you're gonna maybe you're gonna, you know, kick him back and I mean there's so many different possibilities, but that's a great question. Any other ones from the stuff we've done so far? Again, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, um, Brendan, you didn't hear. So you'll get a, you'll get an email sometime tonight. Um, Silicon Valley and Veep's on tonight, so I'm not sure when I'll get it out. <laughs> at least it's not Game of Thrones. Um, but anyway, uh, I will get it out to you at some point, and you'll be able to watch all this, and then um, uh, I can get you my email address for sure. Um so yeah, you, you, all this stuff you'll be they'll they'll resend this to you, um, and you'll you'll be good to go. Any other questions? All right, let's keep going then. Sweet. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, there it is. All right. Uh, from the current side. So we've all done three man weave. We've all done five man weave. We've all done those things. Great. Um, I like the old drills. I'm old. Jeff can vouch for that. I am old. Um, I'm getting near the end of the of the race as far as probably coaching goes. That's one of the reasons I started this and teach hoops and doing the podcasting and stuff. It's kind of me wanting to give a little bit back. Um, but I think old is not necessarily bad, especially from someone that's old. Um, so I think the staples are good. I like the three-man and the five-man weave. They are not bad things. They teach them passing. They teach them shooting. They teach them scoring. Um, 
there can be some options to the drill. Um, I just don't do three and five man weave for just doing three or five man weave. There's usually a score. There's usually a time. There's something involved if we're doing it in a varsity high school practice. Um, so, uh, so three man weave, some options. If you're going to do this, this is some things that I've done. Um, they should be able to make with one ball, 24 and two minutes in a full court, high school, full court. Um, you will be surprised how fast they can get the ball out um, in three-man weave. Um, so that's a good high school boys varsity. You know, you're going to have to tweak the number. But two minutes, if they're going, they're going to be huffing and puffing. Uh, it will be a good stretch for them if, if they have to do that. Um, uh, the cardinal drill, um, I like that in the sense that you do three-man weave down. You have two guys underneath. I don't know if you guys know that drill. Um, and then the shooter stays. Um, the shooter stays in the drill. So, And then the other two, they pass. So you do three-man weave. We do this sometimes in the half court. But you can do it, definitely do it in the full court. Uh, let me go here get my pen. Um, so you do three-man weave down. So you got three guys up here. Let's say the ball is here in the middle. And then... Um, and then, so you go, so just three men weave down, and then you have a, a person with a ball here and a person with a ball here. So one of these guys is going to shoot a layup, okay, right? He passes it here. He cuts behind. He passes it. One of them is going to shoot a layup. These two also have a ball, and you've also probably seen this drill before. We do this in our warm-up, actually. These two are then going to go with the person that shot it and then do three men weave down on the other end. And the guy, there'll be two guys down here with, with basketballs. My pen's acting a little weird here. Um, there would be a person here and a person here with a ball, okay? And they'll be ready to pass it to the next. And then whoever shoots it stays in the drill because um, they have the ball. The other two are these two guys that, let's say, let's say this one, let's say this guy shoots the layup. And this guy and this guy are going to get passes from these two. They're going to get their own rebounds, and then they're going to become passers. Um, it's a great drill. Um well, I call it the Cardinal Drill. I'm not sure why I'm calling it the Cardinal Drill. I am wearing a Stanford hat, but I don't, they used to be the Cardinals. I don't know. The trees or the Evergreens or something now. Uh, oops, going the wrong way, Collins. All right, four-minute drill. Three men weave down. One man shoots a layup. Two men in the basket pass to the non-layup. Shooter, um, passer, and layup. Shooter go the other direction. So this is the, the Cardinal Drill and the four-minute drill are basically the same thing. This one, I put a time limit on it. 90 makes in four minutes. Um, the crazy part about this. So you, again, you have those passers underneath. You will need two counters. I have tried to do this drill. And so I've tried to do the drill I just showed you. So four minute Cardinal are basically kind of the same thing. I've tried to count this by myself and I'm a math teacher. It is, you can't be, your head can't swivel enough. You basically need one person on one end and one person on another end to count how many it makes. Cause they're going to be going that fast when they shoot this drill. Um, all right. So then. Uh, so I talked about three-man weave in the half-court, very similar thing. Uh, oh, so the difference between this, so similar to the four-minute drill, all, all three shoot, and after a pass, you must touch the sideline. Third man shoots, gets the ball out of bounds, and then we start out our break. Um, so I love doing three-man weave where you got to touch the sideline. So you pass, and then you got to touch the sideline. What it does is it forces them to sprint, if you're really good, you'll make them put a hand on it. If you're younger, you'll make them kind of get close to it. If you're a little somewhere in between, 
you'll make them put um, your, their foot on it. Um, it'll be somewhere in between those two. So again, three man weave, I could, you know, there's other ones, there's continuous. I do three man weave narrow, which means, um, so I said like, do, 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 let me show you here. I think I put, did I not put a, yes, I didn't. So if I do three man weave, sometimes I'll do three man weave between the two um, sidelines or the, the lane lines. So I'll make them do three-man weave here. I'll make them do three-man weave where they go all the way out and they got to touch the sideline. They got to come back. Um, so all those, I mean, to be honest with you, it's a, they're great. Um, you know, I make them do a continuous. The, the, the continuous one is a unique one. This is one that I came up with just because I had a team that didn't talk. I literally have, so if you have 12 kids or 15 kids, it divides by three really well. I have them do three-man weave continuous, which means, so there's, oops. Again, like I'm trying to do it without having my marker on. Um, I have them do, uh, so I have them do three-man weave. So I have this, and then I have one here, and then I have one here. So they're doing three-man weave down. So he's come, he's running, he's passing to him, he's cutting. And at the same time, so then as soon as they get to half court, I have the next group start. And as they're going, as this group's starting, I have another group down here starting and doing three-man weave. So... If you don't have a really athletic group or a group that's going to communicate, they're going to run into each other. It's going to be like mass chaos. It's going to be like the last day of school. All right. Um, so I call it three on three continuous. Why I do this is it makes my teams communicate. It makes them pass. It makes them see angles. Um, so this group is going down. This group is going this way. At the same time, this group is going this way. And then as soon as this group, let's call this group one and this group two, so they're going at each other. They got to communicate. Somebody's got to go wide. Somebody's got to go narrow. As soon as group one gets group past half court, then the next group down here on the on the baseline goes. And then as soon as group two gets past half court, then the next group down here goes. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. If someone gets lose a tooth or something, it, it, it can be it can be a bad chaotic. Um, the shooting girls. Um, I'm not going to get on my soapbox because I don't have time. Shooting is a lost art. Kids need to shoot more. Um, my son can shoot a basketball. He's slow as molasses in January. He can shoot a ball. Can't, can't always get open, but everybody should be able to shoot a basketball. Um, so you got to have shooting drills. If you're going to transition and you're going to stop and pop the three, if you're going to do some of those things, you got to do shooting drills and you got to be able to get out and transition. Um, Highest percentage, like I said, there's the Dean Oliver thing. So um, the five-by-four shooting, it's a great thing. It's five moves, four shots each, four people, two passers. Everyone's moving. Um, this will be better when you can kind of rewatch it. But you have you have X4, which is, a, which is a passer, X3, which is a passer. You have one rebounder, and you have a shooter. So the rebounder's only case is to pass it to the two passers. The, the passers basically pass to X2. So X2 is a shooter. He's going to do five different moves, or she's going to do five different moves, four shots of each move. That's why I call it five by four. So as soon as two as soon as three passes it, okay, sprint to half court, come back. As soon as four passes it, sprint to the baseline, come back. So I hate when passers are just standing around when you're doing shooting drills. It just drives me bonkers. You never do that. Um, so the different moves and again you can do whatever moves you want we do like an up and under um 
you know, the, I roll them down here. We do drop step. We do baby hook. We do up and under. We do elbow shot. We do elbow shot, shot fake, and dribble. We do those five moves. So um, they go from block to block, and they do the moves. So one move would be a drop step. Next move would be a baby hook. You can do baby hook middle, baby hook under. Next one is the Jack Sigma, which really ages me. It's the up and under. Next one is two elbow shots, and the last one is elbow shots, fake, and drive. It's called five by four. It's five moves, four shots each, X, X2 shoots at each one. And why I like it, excuse me, why I like it is the only one that's really not working very hard is the rebounder. Haven't figured out how to deal with that. Maybe haven't touched the board. I've tried different things. Nothing's really, if you, if you try this and you come up with something, please let me know. Um, but, the, you know, they're working the least of the, of the, of the four people on the court. So great drill. I would do that every day in practice. Um, the Dawkins drill is a free throw drill that I do. Um, that one, I, this one's on YouTube. You dribble full length of the court, shoot a jumper, get your own rebound, shoot a free throw. Jumpers one, free throws two. You go one minute, one minute. You see how many points? It's a it's a great free throw. It's a great free throw drill. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain another one. I don't even think I put on here, but this is a good one because it's conditioning. So we're we're getting to the point where I'm gonna start talking about conditioning. It's conditioning and it's shooting at the same time. Um, so you're dribbling the full length of the court and you go for a minute. So it's the only bad part, the only drawback of this drill is you got to have baskets. You got to have enough full courts to do it. So if you got 12 guys, you got 11 guys standing around. When I do do this drill, you know, if I have 12 guys, it's going to take me 12 minutes to do the drill. I have other guys doing other things. Like I'll have a, I'll have a station of ball handling. I'll have a station of um, jumping rope. I'll have a station of you know doing some planks. I'll have a station of doing I, whatever. I'll just keep them busy. That's the only thing I don't like about the Dawkins drill is you know now what you can do is you can have two people going at the same time, and that has seemed to work. That that alleviated part of it. So we could do it in six minutes rather than twelve if you have twelve people. So they're just going the opposite directions. Um, again, great free throw drill. Um, I'm going to show you another drill. This is a Tennessee drill. This one is also on YouTube. I love this drill. You put three kids at half court. You put three on each baseline, balls on the baseline. You should make 85 in two minutes. 100 makes and add a ball to everyone's hand. You can make 100 in two minutes. The way the drill works is the 85 and two, you basically have, okay, so, oops, sorry. Again, didn't click it. So three kids are at half court. So one in the middle, two on the sideline, three on the baseline, three on the other baseline. Kids on the baseline have balls. They're going to pass it to the other kids, and then they're going to run to the other side of the court. So let me show you what I'm talking about. And this is a great drill. You've probably seen it on YouTube. It's one of my favorite drills, so I tend to post it a lot. Um, and it's a great drill for people that have a limited amount of space. This is, uh, I don't know know where i got this one but i should trademark this one i think they love this drill um so these three so these all these people have ball uh, have basketballs okay and then i'm going to make them dots it doesn't it's horrible dots but it's the best i can do here okay so they're going to run this way okay and they're going to get a pass now you can change up the type of shot you get at this point they're going to pass to those three you're going to count. You're going to have two counters. They're going to get their own rebounds, go to the baseline. And then as soon as these guys make the pass, they're going to run down to the other end and do the exact same thing. And then it's a continuous shooting. So if you look at the drill, 85 makes in two minutes if you're dealing with six basketballs. 100 makes in two minutes if you're going the other direction. If everybody has a ball. So these three would have, ba oops, 
geez, Collins, you think you learn. You think you learn. You think you learn. Um, so, like I said, 100 makes in two minutes. So, let me click the. Come on. It's, it's not me this time. It's being sensitive. Okay. So, there we go. So the only difference between the hundred makes in two minutes is this, these three, this person and this person and this person all have a basketball. So now rather than, than getting a pass, they're going to dribble it. So they would dribble down and take a shot as soon as they, they're going to cheat. I'm telling you right now. So usually I say as soon as they take the shot, but you can say once they're inside the three point line, then the three guys down here that have basketballs are going to dribble the full length of the court. So it's again, making them attack. Um, and make him go fast at the basket. Um, here. Okay. Uh, so like I said, uh, uh, two balls, six players at a basket, three balls. So, so what happens is th this is a good, this, I call this a super 60. Um, so everybody, so you have either, if you have six players at a basket, or you have seven or eight players at a basket, just kind of, demand, you got to make 10, you must switch out and rebound. So everybody's got to make 10 shots. Um, and then, so you have like, if you have six, that's why I said make 60. So if you have six players, everybody's got to make 10 shots. You can do it any way you want. As soon as they get to 30 um, shots, you switch it. Um, and, and I've done a lot of different, deviations on this i've said you know we every kid's got to make five and then at 30 you switch baskets um i've had you know made my bigs make threes and make my uh three-point shooters do post moves whatever you do i i you, you basically have to make it a competition between the two teams this is the best drill i love this drill we play this all the time i call it up two um, so the way up two works is I basically do two lines. So I'm going to be smart enough this time. Look at that. All right. So, uh, and, and with my guys, I tend to play it up three or up four because we're pretty good shooters most of the time. So I get lines, two lines. And basically the way the game works is you got to, and we play best of five is you got to be up two. So both these guys will shoot it. So let's say X one, this is X one up here and this is X two. So let's say X1 makes and X2 misses it. This line is up one. Let's say this person makes it and this person makes it tied. No, no, it's still up one. They're still up one. But let's say they let's say they miss and they make. Now it's zero. So that's why for, for varsity guys, I tend to do up three. So you got to be up. So if you if you make it, you get plus one. If you miss it, nothing happens. Um, and then you can subtract if they make it. You basically want to get up three makes on your opponent. I call it up two, up three, up four. If they're shooting the ball really well, you can do it whatever way you want. Um, double Jeopardy, I break them into two groups. This is another great shooting game. I love this game. So you make 40 shots from the, uh, from the second block in one minute. You have to make 40, 45 shots from the elbow in two minutes. This is usually six or seven guys. You have to make 35 shots from the three in two minutes. You must win. You must beat your opponent. And you must meet the quota. So not only are that's why I call it double jeopardy. Not and and the the, the number is you got to have six or seven guys. So each one of those is a contest. So you have to make forty shots from the second block, um, second hash um, in one minute. Okay, so you got to beat your opponent and you got to beat the quota. The next one is forty-five shots from the elbow in two minutes. You got to beat your opponent and you have to beat the quota. So. If you don't, if you don't beat either one, you run. 
So a lot of times we'll have a team beat the other team three times, but they haven't met the quota. They're gone. And you can change the quota. That's that's why I call it double jeopardy. Um, I think it's a good thing. Um, I'll leave that one. Um, I'll leave that one. All right. So some miscellaneous drills. because I'm just running out of time here. Um, so conditioning drills. I do two tra- traditional. I, I, I do the traditional fun runs, whatever they call them. Um, I do, I do what I call the memorial transition drill. They have to do this drill um, without a basketball because the college level, they tend to do this drill with a basketball before they can get in their locker room. And, and, and the way the drill works is you got to go, you got to start on one end of the court and you got to sprint to the other end in five seconds. No problem. Okay. So it's one, three, five, seven, nine. So every length of the court, so we're playing on a, a high school court, which is 84 feet. They got to do it in five seconds. Okay. Then the next one is three. They got to go down all the way down and then back and then down again in 15 seconds, full length of the court, full length of the court, full length of the court. So if you think about the drill, it's one, three, five, seven, nine, 11, 13, and then they come back down 11, nine, seven, five, three, one. It takes my guys usually a couple of weeks to be able to do that. If you have a, a, an exceptional team, then you put a ball in their hands and you give them a little bit more time. Um, but it's five seconds. It's a great conditioning drill. I, I like doing it with balls rather than with um, without because we're not only conditioning and we're working on the ball handling. It just depends on the group that you have whether you can do that. Another one is um, is the tip drill. And, that, and I kind of talked about the trip drill before. Um, we use the tip drill. So let me show you here what I'm talking about. We use the tip drill not only to get into the offense. Okay, so we'll start here and we'll do it and we'll throw it off the board. Okay, and then we'll run into our offense because otherwise they cheat. What I also will do as a conditioning drill is I will do a tip drill like this. So let's call this X1 and this guy down here, X2. They'll both have a ball. They'll throw it off the ball, and they'll run down to the end of the other line. So he'll throw it off. The next, this is X3 here. X3 will tip it, but X1 will be running down and getting to the end of that line, and they will condition, they'll keep doing that. Then what I do, so we try to do this for two or three minutes. Then what I do is I put balls in here, especially if I have 14 or 15 guys, and this line will have to pass it to this line, this line. So they got to pass it back and forth as they're switching lines. The talking and the communication and the chaos is awesome. That's what I'm trying to get them because the game of basketball can can be chaotic, and um, and I want to be able to do that for them. Um, all right. So before we get to Q and A, we'll end with Q and A in here. Uh, okay, everybody. I hope you're really enjoying the webinar so far. We'll get back to Q&A in two seconds. Um, I just want to put a, put a shout out and have you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Uh, it's a great resource. Um, over the next three or four months, we're going to be putting a ton of material up there. We're going to put courses, certifications, practice plans, how to deal with parents, how to break your offense down, everything. Um, as an, and as a webinar listener for the next 48 hours, um, I'm going to give you 12% off the lifetime of your membership. Use the coupon code WEB12, WEB12, and you'll have 12% off as long as you keep your membership. Um, we haven't given many of those deals out, but because you're a webinar listener, I'm going to do that for you. Um, so let's go back and, uh, and do the Q&As. But, but, but make sure you go over and check out www.teachhoops.com. 
Um, it is the one place the, that you need for, for a coach who wants to get better. And I can't, and, and, and yeah. And to be honest with you, uh, office hours are great. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab Phil over here. Office hours are much more interactive than a webinar. Um, this has been me, like, teaching you the law of signs. Okay, so questions on, as I bend over, I'm going to throw these down here. All right, questions on um, questions on anything that you heard. I know I I had a MRI at an hour three, which is crazy, and I'm still married. That's whatever it says. I'm interrupting this basketball season. Whatever. Um, are there questions? Anything people want to uh, me to go over? Any specific things? Uh, wait. In games, how often? Do your kids weave rather than run to spots or in lanes? Kids don't weave. I, I would hundred I would hundred percent agree with Bruce that the kids don't weave ever. But part of that is the cutting and the passing. Um, so I agree. Um, but it, it's about uh, you know what a, a U twelve. So U twelve is a sixth grader in the U S. I'd say. Seven to eight seconds, probably. Um, and the problem is, they're going to work up that progression, and they're only going to get to a point, um, and then they're going to hit a wall. You cannot try to do that progression more than that that conditioning drill more than once. It won't work. Like when I do it with my guys, they got to go to thirteen, and then they got to come back down before they get in their locker room. If they don't, if they get to, if they let's say they get to thirteen and are coming back down to eleven, and somebody doesn't make it, we stop. There's no way that they can remake that drill at all. It's <laughs> it's not possible. Um, I've never seen it happen. So, but Bruce, that's a valid point about that's a valid point about the weave. Um, and again, how much do I do the weave? Not that much, but I'm putting them in situations that are difficult. Um, so they're having to move quickly. They're having to pass. Um, so the actual weaving part you don't do. But you'd be surprised how often you know. It's, Kind of the delays, the North Carolina delay and stuff does have a weak, uh, um, kind of that premise. Do I run a secondary break? All right. So I have run a secondary break that Jeff asked if I run a secondary break. I have run a secondary break. Um, that e that's even another layer on top of what I've talked about. Because you really have to drill that. To get good at it, you should start now kind of thing. It's crazy. Um uh, slowing, if so, not to sl not to slow your players down. What does he say? Uh, how many options would you suggest? Okay, so um, so for the for the secondary break, I basically I basically leave one or two options. Anything more than that, you're basically running into your offense. Um, so I'd keep it as simple as possible when you're doing your secondary break. Uh, if you if you add too much. It won't be good. Um, when and to whom does your rebounder look after rebound? Where does the point guard go? Point guard tends to go free throw line extended. Um, if I have a quick point guard, I had like the, two or three years ago, I had one of the quickest point guards you'll ever see, Sharif Smith. Um, I would let him basically just find an opening because the pass could come to him. The difference is you have to look at your point guard and see um, you have to see how they are able to create space. If they can create space and get to the ball, 
they can have more freedom. If they can't, they got to come back to the ball um, because otherwise it's going to get intercepted. And that is the worst ball to get picked off is one of your outlet because they're going to score. Um, and you don't want that. See, I have the four. Uh, so Terry asked, Steve, do you coach that the four should get most rebounds and do inbounds after they make a shot from another team? I, I, we are re- every this year's team that I'm going to have this year is going. Everyone's going to have to rebound. Um, so I, I I tend to like to have the four take the ball out of bounds. I have changed that. If my four isn't capable of doing it, I won't have them do it. Um, so sometimes that's about who can handle it, uh, or do you teach the player to uh, closest to the missed shot or make shot? I don't definitely don't have the closest. I I des- I designate someone that I want throwing it in. We all have teams where if you put five guys out there, there's one or two. There's, there's no way they're throwing the ball in. Um, so all five, if they throw all five guys the offensive glass, they are toast if we get the rebound. So we still got to box out. Um, Adrian asks, so strategy to combat teams to send all five guys. Go ahead. If we're, if we're a running team and you're throwing all five, we're going to get layup in the other direction because we're going to box all of you out. Or at least try, and not all those balls are. Gonna, and then when we're going to make you pay at that point, um, offensive rebounding into transition. Um, I will get back to you on that one. I do, but I don't in front of me. Um, we do kind of a three-on-three thing where um, we do a we do a shot, and there's an offensive rebound, and then we we put guys at the at the elbow. But I will see. I, I gave you my email before. I will try to find that for you. Um, we have not had, and the reason I don't have it on top of my head is we don't do a lot. We don't have. We haven't had problems with offensive rebounds, um, so we haven't had to work on that. And like I said, we weren't really transitioning. Uh, yeah, I. You know, I have a theory. Well, it depends on your form. Phil just asked, do you believe four and five and two or three are interchangeable for secondary break? First of all, point guard is the most important. Second of all, yes, for the most part, but usually you have a four or five that you're going to want to get to the post. Um, usually I tell the bigs if it's anywhere, and again, I'm not really into the numbers. If I have one anywhere from three to five, I will tell them to get to the block. So the first big that gets down there should get to the block. Um, so... That's the that's what I have them do. All right, last one. Anybody else? And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Uh, you'll get an email on the on the thing if you're interested in teach hoops. If you're interested in the course and you want to be involved in that, uh, I'm in the process right now of mapping out the the roadmap is what I'm calling it. Um, so I think it's gonna make you know teach hoops right now has so much information that I'm gonna try to narrow it and say. You know, where are you in your coaching career? Are you a, a beginning and inter, an intermediate and advanced coach? Well, then I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna span you off into different levels depending on what you need. So, um, if it's something that interests you, I think it's a great deal. I mean, I started it because I thought it was a great deal. I mean, all the money we spend on um, on, on drills and all that kind of stuff. It's like. I know Steve Bergman just came out with a drill, a whole DVD thing on championship videos. We have the same stuff. You know, you can spend 120 bucks there. You could buy a year-long membership. So um, that's it for me. Thank you for coming. Um, And uh, check us out down on the offers down there. 
it says special offer. You click on it. It will take us to a website. It will look like Teach Hoops. And uh, thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.